0: Lion face, lemon face. Lion face, lemon face. Look good, feel good.
1: Hello, greetings and good day. My name is Sof Chagrin, podcast industry megamind and president of the PodFix Network. I'm also the genius behind the masterclass how to become an uber successful and enigmatically entertaining podcaster like all of the amazing members of the PodFix Network have done by listening to industry savant, Sof Chagrin. But you already know that, because we are starting week three of what our Vice President of Odds and Ends is calling, the March Masterclass, when March Madness is so much more marketable. But I will talk with him later about that. Because in the end, if your show is not marketable, then how would you get great sponsors like Friendly Go Sleep Mats, Do Groom, or Box O Meal? Or if you prefer more grassroots granola, a Patreon that Scrooge McDuck could swim in. Either way, to quote my friend Randy Moss, straight cash homie. That being said, listeners or sponsors or network executives won't get bewitched by your charming ways unless you first love yourself. Take my network for example, the PodFix network, artist owned and loved. And I'll be the first to admit that is not something I can teach anyone. At the end of the month, you dear listener and viral podcast hopeful will be provided the opportunity to learn all the lessons I can teach just as our podfix nation has done to receive your exclusive invite to this masterclass one which I normally charge $1,000 per person but you will get free of charge make sure you subscribe to podfix presents wherever you find the best podcasts in the world then and this is important make sure to rate and review our fine programming Five stars will be fine, even though I assure you, you want to give it more. Five lucky go-getters will win Podfix Network prize packs including a mug, magnet, and stickers. Now without further ado, let's start to change your podcast life forever.
2: Fix friends, we are the Podcast Discovery Show, the podcast that's about other podcasts, where every single week we have a book club style discussion about a podcast, and at the end of the episode, we recommend a brand new podcast. I'm Kirk. And I am Zach. And for our March Madness segment, we are going to be giving you some of the best of clips from our show so far in season five. We're going to open up with an amazing discussion that we had with our good friend infinite third or billy mays the third as you would you might know him as um he came on the show bringing us his recommendation of ty asks why which is a podcast that is at the time i think the the host was ty he was nine years old somewhere around there and the concept of the show is this young kid asks big questions, and he actually talks to experts. It's, a, it's an amazing show, and um, it was a really fun discussion. But the episode we listened to was specifically about death. And um, so this is our discussion with Billy Mays third on death. I want to ask you guys, when was the first time that you guys experienced death as a kid? Like... What th- that you remember or that where you kind of realized, oh, everybody dies. Like I mm. remember exactly when it happened for me. Like I used I used to think that I guess I guess I thought everyone lived forever unless it was like an accident. It was like I, I it was almost like we were elves. You know what I mean? Like you, you yeah. live for these long periods of time unless you <laughs> die in war or something, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it didn't yeah. hit me until much later or well, not later, but didn't hit me till this time that everybody dies. And I, it was at private school and I don't know why they did it, but they had this giant picture and it was a very graphic picture of the crucifixion. And we were like in kindergarten Dude. and they like brought us all in there and showed it to us. And I'm like traumatized <sighs> by this thing. And I remember um, them explaining to us, you know, like, well, everybody has to die. And I'm like, wait, what? Everybody <laughs>
0: dies.
2: You're going to just say that. <laughs> so I was like freaked out and now I remember I had like this whole existential crisis at the age of like six of like thinking oh my god I'm gonna die any day now <laughs> any day
3: I remember any being I remember being so removed from that growing up in the church like they they have the giant sculpture of Jesus nailed into a cross mm-hmm. it's the most graphic ever and then in my school every every year they would they would like reenact it. In front of yeah. you, like the stations of the cross. And I just remember not even thinking about like, it almost seemed like a, like a movie or something. Like, I, I don't think until later did I really think about it that like, Oh, a guy died and they, they beat him. Yeah. <laughs> like so yeah, I don't no, know. Was, for me, whole, that's, that stuff course. never really registered as death for me or like, I, I, I don't even think I really thought about it till my grandma died when I was in like ninth or 10th grade. And I do remember feeling pretty lost about that but I don't know it's like when I was a kid I I almost didn't have any reference maybe oh mm-hmm. okay maybe uh all dogs go to heaven
1: oh okay. I think mm. that
3: or maybe even before that uh, uh land before time oh, when, the, okay. when the mom dies mm-hmm. my mom like made it a point <laughs> Cause I, I was raised by a single mom. It was just me and her. I remember she'd like make it a point to be like, this is what would happen if I died. You'd you know, and she'd like make a big deal out of it. Oh, gosh. Like it made her sad. So I, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be really sad.
4: No, I mean, Mufasa clearly scarred oh, yeah, me yeah. as, yeah. as with most other <laughs> children. Um, scarred first, you. <laughs> I get it. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, um, I would say the first one, like personally, I lost my grandmother when I was young. And that was the first time where I realized that like people close to you can die you know, and obviously there's been ones as, as an adult that hits you differently, obviously, but that was the first time where I kind of like had to deal with that. And it was, it does stick with you, you know, so it, it totally makes sense that him losing uh, a grandparent like that. Yeah. Would do that. So, yeah, it's uh it's definitely crazy.
2: Okay. Um, so now let's get back to the
3: song. Well, hold on. It's, hold on. I, I yeah, just reminded me of the last part of the podcast before the song. I actually just went up. I had, since I had just listened to it before we started recording, I went up and, um, in upstairs in my house right now is my partner and Mm -hmm. our daughter, our four month old daughter. And, you know, we've had a heavy, heavy time since the baby was born. There's a lot of hard things that come with it, but on top of that, just dealing with some, some grief about some things that I won't go into. But, um, it's been a particularly rough week because of a date, uh, that just, that just passed an anniversary date for her. And so she's just been really like, you know, just getting to, to the basics of death of like, man, we're, like, it's just like, man, we're going to die. Or like, we don't know if mm. we're going to get to spend this much time with our daughter and stuff. And like, it's heavy. So I, I actually, before we started recording, I ran upstairs and I had to share with her cause she, I knew she would remember the very last thing that happens in the podcast is when he's talking to the little brother again. And he goes, I think his name's Kean. And he says like, Ken, do you want to do you want to stop talking about death now and he's like yeah he's like let's just stop talking about it and en- and enjoy our enjoy what we have here now and he's like okay and i was just like i started tearing up and i was like oh my god i gotta go remind katie about that because because you know it's like I you're do, asking yeah. these questions and you're like what how do we deal with this and like A kid can come up with this simple answer. It's like, yeah, you've been dealing with it for your whole life. So just enjoy what you have, (laughs) you know.
4: So for our second clip, we wanted to feature another one of our guest appearances. We had Ray Christian, very, very famous and incredible storyteller join us one week and he recommended for our show serial season two which is the whole saga of bo bergdahl that took place across global media essentially and ray christian was a is a veteran and served himself and so he ended up telling us an absolutely incredible story about one time when someone in his group went awol
2: In 2017, uh, they had a, they did finally come to a verdict, and they dishonorably discharged Bergdahl from the army. Yeah, they reduced his rank to private and required him to forfeit all of his pay for ten months. With but they didn't require prison time, which I yeah, He's like like bad. you said, he served prison he, time. Nobody wanted. He to see served him. his prison time.
5: Yeah, that was his um, ass whooping. Once the guys found out about that, ain't nobody want to beat on him no more. You know, that yeah. was like, okay, you got you you got it, man. You jumped the fence and my dog chew you up. I ain't gonna fight you. It's probably like, okay, you'll know next time.
4: Yeah. And I yeah. do think, I wonder if that's part of why they did go through with everything and they did dishonorably discharge and punish him to some level because they had to set a precedent of like, do not just run away to try and, to try and send some message. You know, it's, it, right,
5: they, right. Had, to,
4: they had to do something, but yeah, I, I totally understand why there wasn't more, uh, prison time or anything like that. Cause yeah, he, he went, he went through some stuff.
5: But almost universally, we said from Vietnam, well, from World War II to now, the military pretty much likes to turn these guys back loose. They don't put them in prison after they've come back. Mm-hmm. I don't know, there's probably a name for these people who come back like decades later. And to see these older men, these middle aged men in these privates' uniforms, you know, <laughs> it just, yeah. like the guy, he was like, I think in his. Uh, Uh, early 70s and when he was a private he wrecked a truck um, station in uh, West Germany not during the war man we're talking about like in uh, in the 70s or something and um, Mm -hmm. um, he ran away he defected to uh, East Germany because he was scared he was going to get in trouble when he did that he was 19 he comes back he's in his 70s he looks pathetic he goes dude it's kind of like we wasn't going to do nothing to you yeah, that's but lots of guys have defected for less than that. I'm yeah. saying defected a whole range of not being reporting for duty. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, like defected is probably too big for American kids. That's uh, that'll always strike me if, if an American young American military person said anything about my political reasons, it's kind of uh, culturally weird. It would be some other stuff that you're probably up to. Mm. Uh, your motivations. Uh, uh, When I was a station in Korea, love probably was, was a primary one for guys going AWOL. Guys have left, uh, left, left our base for girls. And we had to go on alert. (laughs) We actually hunted a dude down in the village. he say, I want him back. Shoot. We stretched that thing out all night, man. We was drinking beer. We found him within about 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then we hear, we hear about, and we partied, man, for about like five hours. <laughs> then we brought it back, and nobody beat his ass. We needed a break anyway.
2: This is the one time that he, you guys would let him get away with it.
5: Oh, it was crazy, man. They wanted the co one him killed. I mean, you know, metaphorically, because he was uh-huh. he took off, you know, and with the whole company, everybody's going to get out there, you know, start searching the village. <laughs> the village is full of like about fifty clubs, you know, and uh, dancers and beer and you know music. Shoot, we we filled every club. That's great. That's they, great. He was gonna come back.
4: They had a wild night in that village, I guess. Boy, we turned the village out, man. We had a good time. Each week on our feed, we also have a show called Discovery Weekly where Kirk and I love discovering things so much that we wanted to have a place for all of that overflow to go. So everything on there can be anything we've discovered throughout the week. That is not podcast related. It could be about music. It can be about history, food, science. doesn't matter. If you discovered it this week, we like to talk about it. And the first one we wanted to talk about here was one time Kirk brought a discussion that was all about how some scientists have figured out how to turn wood into glass.
2: They've come out with a new form of glass, but it is not made out of anything that you would probably think that it was made out. If you had to guess what you think they're going to make glass out of, uh, if you have it, I don't know if you saw it already. I haven't in, looked at your article. It's after there asking. Good. What do you think they would try to make glass out of? That's a natural material. Soy. Not too far off. Uh, A researcher at the USDA Forest Production Laboratory has collaborated with colleagues from the University of Maryland and University of Colorado to develop a transparent wood that looks clearly like the window of tomorrow. What? They've made wood into glass. Um, And – there everything about this blows my mind. And there's a video they show them making the wood into the glass. And it's just, it's science and it's beautiful and it's amazing. Um uh, they have performed, they have demonstrated that transparent wood has the potential to outperform glass windows in nearly every possible way, making it one of the most promising materials of the future. So they then they talk a little bit about glass being kind of costly for the environment because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes into making glass. It's not very sustainable. Um, it's not very good when it comes to like being used for a building. Like there's a lot of energy being lost when it comes to heat coming in or cold going out or vice versa. Huh. Um, there's a lot of, you know, it's not very, insulated uh, and uh, and we've got them everywhere we've got glass everywhere so uh, it's not very good but this is much better than than glass that we know so it says the scientist used wood from the fast-growing low density balsa tree it's treated to a room temperature oxidizing bath that bleaches it to nearly all nearly all of its visibility the wood is then penetrated with a synthetic polymer called polyvinyl alcohol, creating a product that is nearly transparent. And there's pictures of it in here in, in the link. The natural cellulose in its wood structure and energy absorption polymer filler means that in it is three orders of magnitude more durable than glass. What? It's much lighter in weight. It can withstand much stronger impacts. And unlike glass, it bends or splinters instead of shattering. Additionally, the transparent wood is a sustainable material, so you can just literally grow a like a, a forest of it and cut it down to make the glass out of it and then replant it uh, with low carbon emissions and an ability to biodegrade much faster than plastics. It's made from a renewable resource that is also compatible with existing industrial processing equipment. So there's no new processing equipment you got to make. It's just using what we – have right now making the transition to manufacture of this a very easy prospect with all of these potential benefits for consumers manufacturing and the environment the case for transparent wood couldn't be clearer that was way according it. to this article <laughs> had to be no but but look at look at the picture i mean it's it's beautiful it's crazy that they've that's a piece of wood that they're that, that, is, that is glass that is mind blowing and, um, when we get time, watch the little video on there. Cause it shows how they literally take a piece of wood. It's just a little square. They literally are dipping it into this like test, not test tube, but like a beaker, just like we have at work. And it's got whatever solution that it, that it makes it transparent and it works and it's transparent, hmm. but it's wood. <laughs> and then they show like them hitting a hammer with one of these things and then a piece of glass and it's one is not damaged at all, and the other one shatters
4: into a million pieces. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it's balsa wood, so it it's literally not a big deal. Yeah, that's it. It seems like why isn't this taken off? You know, I mean it could have just happened, but like I feel like if it's just better than glass and every this written way. in
2: October of 2020, so it's not
4: that long ago. Yeah, for for, so. for production at least. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that that is a great move. You know, I think that why not? If it's better than glass in every way. And because I, I do think I remember reading that they were having some issues with um, glass from sand because we're having a shortage of that sand for microchips, too. Like There's, used-
2: there's a, sand, a sand shortage in the world yeah. right now.
4: So it's Um, like because of glass and because of concrete,
2: you wouldn't think of it. But concrete is the biggest use of sand. Um, Everything
4: in the like everything that's built has concrete in it pretty much. Yeah. So we need to find a new solution for concrete so then we can make sure we have our computer chips. That's what we need more than (laughs) concrete. Yes.
2: In Season 5 of the Podcast Discovery Show, we've been trying to get some amazing guests to come on the show and bring us some discoveries uh, each month. And we've been very fortunate, like like we've already highlighted, we had uh, Infinite Third, we had Ray Christian, and we've also had another Podfix podcast host... F- paul chomo from varmints come on the show and he was generous enough to not just be on the pds but to also be on discovery weekly and he brought maybe one of my favorite discoveries that we've had this year so far and it was an animal discovery because that's that's what he knows he's the animal man and he brought us the discovery of how
4: porcupines copulate don't act like you aren't curious.
2: Hey uh hey Paul. Yes sir. I know that we kind of sprung things up on you about, you know, some discoveries, <laughs> but you mentioned something before we started
0: recording that I feel like we have to talk about. Okay. Yeah, I do I and I do I also do have a discovery, but we can <laughs> We can talk Plus, about this. We we have we have to
2: talk about this. Okay, we have this. It's to talk a very important this. thing because because you didn't tell us the answer, and I feel like me and Zach's brains will explode okay. if we don't learn I how do porcupines have sex. We need to know, <laughs> like right now.
4: I, I do. I can't.
0: I can't stop thinking about
4: it ever since you mentioned it.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's a little bit anticlimactic, but. There's a few interesting things that happens. Okay, so the female will get up in the tree and she'll start making noise and she'll start producing a scent that attracts Hmm. males. Um, She will not drop an egg until two males have arrived. And then those two males start fighting. Those fights get really brutal, by the way. They could like tear each other's ears off and stuff. They get really bad. But eventually one male will win the fight. She will, you know, she will voluntarily ovulate and get ready to mate. Mm -hmm. And then to lure her uh, closer to woo the female, the male will pee. It will shoot pee up to six feet away. What? Onto the female. So. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm trying to think of a way to make a golden shower joke, and oh, it's, it's, it's just there, I mean, it's just that's yeah. what, it's what it is. Uh, Ross yeah. says that's exactly how I met my wife in the chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> what's
2: funny is he said that before you got to the <laughs> to the to the, <laughs> to the pee part. But I'm just gonna act like he said that yeah. afterwards.
0: <laughs> so, after all that's said and done, all the fighting's done, all the peeing is done, and the female decides, okay, I am in fact ready to mate she will take her tail and kind of flip it back over the spines and flatten the spines down so that when the male gets ready to do his thing, he doesn't get a chest full of, of quills. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. The other thing too, is when the babies are born, their quills are really, really super soft like hair, Hmm. which is going to make life easy on the mom. Delivering those, those pups and a, in within the hour of being born, those quills are stiff and hard and battle ready. Hmm. That is crazy. That yeah. quick? Wow. That quick. What? That's one hour. That's fascinating. Yeah.
2: I bet you there's some some discovery there on like what the molecular makeup of something like that is, where it's like soft and then immediately gets like rigid and sharp. Like that sounds like something. God dang it. Uh <laughs> I, I'm going to have to stop talking. Was, uh, this <laughs> everything I say. Been, uh, everything I say. Yeah, it's been pretty, pretty good so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this segment of March Madness, uh, our particular episode. Um, And if you want to know more about the podcast Discovery Show, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really love being on the network. We love all of our other shows that we have uh, that are partnered with us. And we look forward to continuing discovering things together. And remember,
4: there's always more to discover.
2: Did you know that the PodFix Network, home of Headline Heroes, Cretans Guild, Podcast Discovery Show, and more, has its own network podcast? Go wherever fine podcasts are found and look for PodFix Presents. Network highlights, interviews, roundtables, and more, all showcasing the eclectic depth of PodFix talent. So subscribe today. PodFix Presents on your podcast app of choice and check us out at www.podfixnetwork.com at podfix on twitter and
5: official underscore podfix on the gram the podfix network artist owned and loved